Welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast, where we dive into the world of marketing and help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Fiona, a marketing expert with 10 years of experience in the family photography industry. And in each episode of this podcast, I'll be sharing my insights and strategies for successful marketing to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of digital and traditional marketing techniques. So whether you're just starting out or looking to fine-tune your marketing approach, this podcast has something for you. So join me and let's get started. Welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about using Instagram stories as a marketing strategy and give some thoughts on ways that you may be underutilizing stories and how you could utilize them better as well as a little bit of a challenge that I have for you. So we're going to start off with the challenge. So the challenge is for the next set of time that you say, so I would say the minimum six weeks, ideally a season, use stories as a business owner only, and then test the data. So I'll talk more throughout this episode about exactly what I mean by that. So when we're talking about overutilizing strategies or just, or sorry, overutilizing stories or just using them in a way that's actually tied to a booking strategy, this is an example So I like to think about a marketing strategy in a four-part series. So you have give, 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 ask. And that's pretty true across anything where you're trying to draw someone into a brand. It's not going to work as well as if they have no connection to you really or what you're talking about and you're automatically starting right out the gate asking them to book something. It's so much more cohesive and friendly feeling if you can draw someone into the story of whatever you're asking them to do before you ask them. So when you think about a strategy like this, which we can think of as four parts, there's the give, 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 and then the fourth part is the ask. Start with the ask. So what's the end game of this little strategy? And this is just you playing around with marketing techniques. I don't want you to take it too seriously. I don't want you to think that this is going to be the one thing that's going to be the game changer for you. This is about you becoming more confident in marketing your business, which is unfortunately what we all have to do if we're in growth mode. So when you reach that final stage, what is it that you want people to do, feel, or be after they consume the give, give, give part of this strategy? So when you start with the end in mind, it's much easier to build out the beginning. So let's say that the end thing you want them to do is book a spring session, right? So you have a few spring openings left and you want to draw people in to that story. So then once you know where you want people to go, it's much easier to line out your gives. So your gives could be things like behind the scenes content of a similar session, a before and after edit so people can see how you transform these beautiful locations, a review of a past spring client, styling tips related to spring sessions. So those are all examples of gives. They're educational, they're helpful, they're hand-holding. You're not asking anyone to do anything from giving that sort of content. Then you ask people to take action. So the majority of people that I see and follow and engage with on social media are not using stories strategically at all. A cohesive strategy on stories feels really good on the consumer side as well because sometimes when people pop out of nowhere and ask us to book a session when they've really just been sharing random fluffy content it feels kind of there's like a disconnection there 
So if you're watching a bunch of disjointed posts and then someone says, oh, that was just a bunch of memes from the 90s, now please book a session, that's going to feel much less welcoming than if you have been drawn into whatever it is they want you to take action on in the first place. So those, those gives that come before the ask are a little bit of an invitation in. So when we think about utilizing a strategy like this, let's talk about what is going to stop us. Well, it's going to be our brain. It's going to be our fear. So let's say you do this, you put together a little series and no one books. So then you tell yourself, well, that didn't work. So I'm going to go back to posting random 90s memes instead of saying, okay, that was try number one of seven to 10 that I'm going to give this series. So we want to remember our foundational rule that we know is backed by psychology that people need seven to 10 times to see something before they would even probably consider booking it. That's just how the human brain works. So when you look at the data and you're trying to gain traction in your stories and you actually track it, meaning you maybe even have a notebook page or somewhere that you're writing down what type of day what time of day that you posted, what day of the week, who saw who reacted, and then you switch things up for your second try. Then you can take this series that you're making about spring sessions and you can turn it into a reel and it can go on Pinterest. It can be incorporated into a blog post. So stories can become a playful, safe place, especially because they disappear after 24 hours to create marketing that resonates with both you and your audience. Then you can bring it off of stories and incorporate it into other marketing channels. So that is a way that that someone could really, really utilize stories in a helpful way. Another way that stories are underutilized is an information gathering tool to better serve potential clients. So Instagram stories has polls and questions and all kinds of ways that you can find out about how to better serve people who want to book you, but haven't. So if you see people who consistently seem interested per se in your spring sessions, like we all can see who's watching our stories. And if you see people who constantly like local families or moms or whoever who heart your spring session stories, that sort of thing, you can ask them like, Hey, I see that you like this content or I see that you like these sessions. What's the reason that you haven't booked? Is that really terrifying to think about doing? Sure. Is it actually a pretty low stakes task? Yes. Is it, what are they going to just be extremely annoyed that you ask them. I mean, hopefully not. If you want to ask in a poll or a way that's anonymous, that's a a great way to do it as well. Anonymous for them, meaning you're not calling them out and having an actual conversation with them. But I've definitely asked before, especially when I was building up my adventure sessions, I would see people who would like the posts and they would share them and they would constantly I could tell that their main reason they followed me was these mountain sessions. So I'd ask them like, what's the reason that you haven't booked? And many times it was things that I could actually help walk them through. They didn't feel like they knew enough about hiking or adventure, or they weren't sure what to wear. And of course, some of it is price, but even that you could have a conversation about because every year I have a couple people who ask to pay for their session over the course of the year, which I'm always open to. It doesn't matter to me. They're paying throughout the year. And the reason that we got to that point is because the conversation opened up about how I could better serve them. So what if you are just really annoying? And what if 
people who are willingly following your business just don't want to hear about your business and what you're offering? What if they just can't stand to see you working and see how you edit and maybe they just hate your styling tips? So do you see how silly that sounds? And that's because it is silly. And that is what we call, and this is the official psychological term, silly goose thought behavior. When you think like that, you are being a damn silly goose and you need to move on from silly goose and into scientist goose. So scientist goose does not run around worrying that people who willingly follow their business think that they're annoying for talking about said business. But so many of us are stuck in that trap. We need to focus on the work and the actions of marketing instead of the resulting emotions about how that data is interpreted and making us feel. So many times photographers are using so much energy posting and thinking about posting, but what they're posting about is irrelevant to what they're trying to book. That makes them feel like they did a lot of work because it was heavy and it was emotional and it was scary and they were worried. When at the end of the day, if you were to look back and see how many tasks you did that could tie to a resulting booking, it's actually very few. And instead, we're just sort of drowning in feelings of failure when we really didn't try very many things. We were mostly just worried about talking too much, talking too little, being annoying. That is the being annoying is the number one thing that people worry about when they're marketing in their stories. So I can hear the pushback from a few people now where you say, I'm using stories to get people to know me and I hear you, but I want to say this creating stories takes time, even if it's not a lot of time. And when I talk to a lot of photographers, so many of them say they don't have time to create a marketing strategy, but they do seem to have time to post very, very random fluff in their stories all day long. It's things from, this is a common one that I've been seeing lately, sharing the work of other photographers. It's almost like there's a piece there. Maybe it's a little bit of an insecurity and you're looking at the work of other photographers and you're sharing that to like show appreciation, which is fine. However, I'd rather you just DM that person directly and let them know than share their work onto your stories just because from being in that place of comparison, I know that very few photographers especially in growth mode. So I'm talking about people who are in the process of growing their business, who are maybe a little bit newer to the industry. Unless you have a rock solid mentality about the work of other photographers, you really should be consuming very little amounts of work of other photographers because it's too easy to get sucked into comparison. So when I see newer photographers consistently sharing the work of other photographers, I wonder what the end goal there is because it's not serving your current client base to share the work of other photographers. They want to see your work. So that's a common one that I see um, that and along with just sharing really random stuff, which again, you don't have to take my advice here. And if you are booking consistently and you feel good about your stories, don't change anything. But if you do notice that you're just sort of sharing random stuff, try this challenge of only sharing from a business owner owner point of view. 
If people are following you, they're not annoyed at you. They probably wish that you would share more about your business. So my favorite photographers, I love seeing their work. I follow them to see their work, to learn more about their work and what they're up to. Right before I recorded this episode, just to make sure that I was telling the truth, I went to the stories of my favorite photographers and 80% of what they were sharing was self-promotion, information about how to work with them, behind the scenes, drawing people into their business. So you know what I did? I smashed that unfollow button so quickly because how annoying of this business to talk about their business. So that pause is intentional because that is literally how you think people are reacting to you. And do you see how silly that sounds? That I have a favorite photographer and that I would go on their stories and be frustrated that they're talking about their photography. But so many of you are stuck in this trap. It's silly goose thoughts. It's just silly goose behavior that we need to get away from. I know it's really hard and I know it takes work, but it's very, very worth it to get to the point where you value your business enough to share it with people who are willingly wanting to learn more about it. So here's the challenge. Market in stories as an impactful business owner, not as a random person on earth. If you're trying to book something right now, which the majority of you who are in growth mode are, create a series around those sessions and start to share them in stories. Post them there. Focus on the data, not the emotion. Try, test, fail. Post the next one. Try, test, fail. Maybe you'll get a win. Make the series a reel. Make it a carousel. Operate like a business only and go on to stories just to test. Use it as an opportunity to challenge your brain away from feeling annoying, to let go of indecision about what to say or what you're trying to book. So you already know what you're trying to book. We can get so stuck in indecision and it can become the major block. We say, well, I want to say something, but I don't know what to say. You do know what to say. Don't overthink, just create. If you're trying and testing, you will likely become a better communicator. That communication seeps into your emails. It seeps into your captions. It seeps into the way that you talk about your business to other real human faces when you meet them out in the world. It's okay to talk about the things that have to do with your work, your business, and what you're booking. You don't need to fill your stories with fluff. You can do that, but then you can't also say that you don't have the time to focus on other forms of marketing because even consuming, scrolling, sharing fluff takes energy and time of yours that is precious that you could be using to solely focus on being a helpful guide to get more people onto your calendar. So if you create simple, helpful content of people who want to book you, look at that data and try again, then you know that you are becoming a more successful marketer every single time that you do that. Your end goal is very, very simple. Get more bookings on your calendar of the sessions you love to shoot. It's simple, but I want to let you know that I know it's not easy. It's simple to say that it's harder to do it, but you can do it. And the the best way, the very best way to do it is to just practice doing it. So if you set an intention that you are going to over the next six weeks, or if you want to make it shorter, three weeks, three weeks is the bare minimum, I'd say, that you're only going to show up in that capacity as a business owner sharing about your business, just see what, what will happen. You, I mean, many, many wonderful things could happen. Many, many wonderful things could be just on the other side of this very small experiment. 
So stop sharing the work of other photographers if you're doing that. If you are doing that, I'd also challenge you to stop consuming the work of other photographers for now and just hyper-focus on your own work and your own business. Laser in. It's simple to get better at marketing, but it's our silly goose thoughts that stand in the way of us doing that. So I hope this was helpful. Instagram stories have been really great for me. Um, I want to reiterate that the algorithm is also a silly goose right now, and it's really wonky. And so a few quick tips I've noticed to really help people see more of your stories. Um, I like to, these are like two of my main little tricks that I like to do. The first is I let my stories die over a 24 hour period. If I have something I really want people to see. And then when I first come on after that 24 hour period, I make sure that it's a give, not an ask. So this is the other thing I'll see people do is they'll try this strategy, let their stories die. And then the first thing someone sees from them is an ask. So it's like book a session and a booking link. Instead, draw people into the series that you're marketing, whatever it is you're trying to book, draw them into that story. Because we are, the vast majority of us are hyper local marketers. I like to hide the location tag in my first story that pops on after that 24 hour period. So if I have something to say, I'll hide the location tag behind that word. Um, For some reason, I've just noticed that when the location tag is on the very first, and you don't have to hide it. I don't know why I said that. I always hide it. I don't know why, but you don't have to hide it. I've just noticed that when you combine your first story after a 24 hour break with an Instagram location or an Instagram tool, like a poll or a question box, or a trending sticker, those things can really help those posts get seen. So this isn't about being, a you know, trying to just do whatever the algorithm wants to do. It's about getting as many eyes on what you're trying to say as possible. And those are just two quick, tangible tricks about using Instagram stories that will help get more eyes on your work. So again, there's within marketing, there's always two pieces. There's the tangible, which is like, here's how you utilize this this tool. And then there's the mindset and the, you can have as many tangible tools as you want, but if you have not gotten over the fear of showing up or the fear of judgment or the fear of being annoying, then you'll never utilize any of those tools. So just make sure that you are equally working on both as you are marketing your business. All right. So as always, or not always, this is just a recent thing. This podcast episode is sponsored by my mini marketing school subscription on Instagram. So a lot of the conversation that um, kind of was the foundation of this episode came from in within that Instagram subscription. We do marketing Mondays where I just open a 24 hour chat and we just talk about everything we're struggling with within a certain subset. So a lot of this content I was able to learn from people in that Instagram subscription and give them specific help. So if you need more help, join the subscription. It's $4.99 a month. It's pretty fun. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.